I am he as you are he as you are me and we are all together. See how they run like pigs from a gun. See how they fly. I'm crying. Sitting on a cornflake waiting for the van to come. Corporation t-shirt, stupid bloody Tuesday. Man, you've been a naughty boy. You let your face grow long. I am the Eggman. They are the Eggman. Justin Long is the walrus. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to uh, Talking About Tusk. (laughs) I I I did not see that ending coming and I know what movie we're doing so bravo. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, a wild wind up a long walk as they call it um to a beautiful punchline Eric. How are you, bud? I'm doing great, Jeremy. I uh it, it felt good to we'll talk about it. It felt good to like get back into a, like a Kevin Smith movie. It's been a really long time. I know. I'm really excited to be doing this. Although, admittedly, we are not doing a typical Kevin Smith film. Uh, no. Not a film that you would associate him with necessarily, but an entry from his later film catalog, which I think right. is probably... I'm going to say this is probably, other than this and Red State, kind of share that real estate of being like maybe the better ones he's made since, uh, I guess, since James and Bob Strike Back. That would have been his last... Or Clerks 2. Man, what a weird career this guy's had, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bizarre. And then there's this whole, the whole, like, smodcast inside of it. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. Like, apparently Tusk uh, came out of a story that was told on his podcast. And then he, like, did a Twitter vote or something to see if his fans wanted him to write this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was based uh, on a yeah. real story that was not like this. It was more, I think it was more sexual. It was like a, a Craigslist ad somebody had posted yeah. where they wanted to get someone to dress up like a walrus for them. That was their, like, what they wanted. But, um, yeah, then that turned into a uh, a beautiful film, a very simple film. Horror film, all things different for Kevin Smith, I think. Right. Um, anyway, my name is Eric <laughs> uh, Eric Keppel. And my name is Jeremy Schmidt. Welcome. Welcome to Halloween. Halloween. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, like, what we're calling this right now. <laughs> I guess we haven't discussed that. But we're, uh, we just finished the Final Destination franchise, uh, if you're just joining us. Uh, and we have so far covered uh, all of Ari Aster's films and the Child's Play movies, uh, so you can go back and listen to those. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're doing the Tales from the Crypt, every episode of Tales from the Crypt on our uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. But uh, I think right now for the month of October, Jeremy, I think the idea is we're just doing um, two of our fan requests, our Patreon requests. Which one of which is Tusk, and then we were going to do Halloween, in the spirit of Halloween, uh, and then uh, TBD. <laughs> yeah, TBD. Um, uh, but uh, that's enough content to get to wet your whistle, I think, for the next month at least. Uh, which I'm very excited about doing. The Halloweens are going to be great, and The Shining is going to be great, and uh, continuing to go through Tales from the Crypt has been. An absolute fucking blessing. Quite honestly, that Patreon content is the content I look forward to the most in this podcast. You're, I can't wait. We're a peek behind the curtain. We're going to talk about. We're we're recording the uh, the next Patreon, 
after we record this episode. And I'm just like, honestly, Jeremy, I'm just biding my time until we get to that one. I'm not even... I'm not even checked in for this episode. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I uh, I am excited to talk about Tusk, though. This was a this was a request. We already mentioned it was a request from Brian. Right? From Brian. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, Brian. Brian like, Horton. It, it was fun to revisit this film. It's a film I have I actually had seen before, so um, I noticed a lot of stuff this t- this go around that I didn't get that I didn't notice before, and I'm excited to get into all that stuff. Eric, this is your first viewing of the film, right? This is my first viewing of the film Tusk, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting. I I was thinking about how like I probably would have never watched this movie if it hadn't been recommended uh, to me by someone uh, by a listener of a podcast that I do. But uh, I uh, and, and that's not I don't mean that in a negative way, just in a way of like there's so many movies, and, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, I didn't even really like know what it was until Brian recommended it to me. And then when I was reading about it, I just the premise of it sounded great. And uh, yeah, spoiler alert, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was... And there's kind of like a weird like cult sort of... I don't know if it's like a following, but there's like a cult appreciation for Tusk. Right, uh, yeah, I think finding. so. Even though, yeah, I mean, looking at the box office scores, which doesn't necessarily tell you if it's a good movie or not, uh, it was. It did not do well. It made back about half of what it, what its budget was. So yes, and the reviews are pretty bad online. Right, also. but it's it's so crazy because I think this is a quirky as hell, fun little horror film. I, you know what I mean? Like it's not. There's not what. <sighs> What could you criticize about this film? There's, there's not. It's almost like there's not enough film there <laughs> to criticize. Right. It's, it's, it's just. It feels to me like a very small scale, fun indie horror flick. It, it, it has uh, a lot of charm and personality in it. I don't, I don't know why. I, I, I guess I would need to look at these reviews to kind of see what critics were talking about. But I feel like they're just, they're just bullying in this case because it's, it's, yeah. it's not worth. You know what I mean? It's not worth giving it the old Ebert two thumbs down. It's just it's it's fun. You know, I don't I don't know what is what is your take on on that on it receiving poor reviews? Yeah, I think that Kevin Smith like is kind of a divisive character um, and has been for like a long time, uh, and I'm sure there's like a lot of critics and like people who will just kind of shrug off his work and. Uh, I don't know. I could like a critique of maybe some of his uh, earlier comedies could be, you know, there's some immature uh, jokes or, or whatever. Uh, But I don't know. He's a, he's such an interesting fucking weird personality uh, who clearly has like all of these crazy ideas and, uh, you know, I'm not someone who's going to go and watch every Kevin Smith thing and listen to uh, the Smodcast <laughs> right. or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, that I won't do. I'll, I'll, I'll watch all of his films. I mean, I would love to I would love to cover them all at some point on this show. But I, I don't I don't think I'll get into the 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 supplemental material, <laughs> the uh, the podcast, the Jay and Son and Bob get old and all that stuff. Yeah, but I, I, I feel like there are people that just kind of like already have a perception of him and um, maybe not a positive one. And that kind of just r- right off the bat, they're already like going into this, like not ex- not ex- wanting to like it or expecting to like it. 
Um, mm. I had like a little bit of a, you know, this is this is a horror movie, but there is some like humor in it, and the humor that's in it is very like Kevin Smith humor, <laughs> and right. uh, I really like. There were like a couple moments where I w- was kind of like, okay, uh, uh, but that, but the, but the, and like rolled my eyes a little bit. But there were also like plenty of very funny jokes and things that uh, like it, it's just like a certain specific goofy sense of humor that kind of reminded me of like the mall rats and uh the uh the dogmas and the right fucking what was the other clerks clerks was the one that i was really into um but yeah yeah no for sure i i'm uh i'm a big fan of the view askew universe stuff that or view a skew averse or whatever you want to call it. And you know, an evening with Kevin Smith, have you watched those before? The like his stand up or his storytelling DVDs? No. Yeah, they're fuck kind of fucking awesome. And if you want just like a no holds barred, like tell all uh like Hollywood secrets type thing, if you're into that at all, Kevin Smith is just like the perfect person to deliver that kind of information. He's like he's like doesn't even know that he shouldn't be telling some of these Hollywood stories because he's just sort of, you know, I think the appeal of Kevin Smith is he's like us, Eric. He's just like an average guy. He's like, right. He's just like one of the, one of the gang, you know, like who just made good with making film. So I, you know, I don't know. I'm very interested in him. He is a pioneer of cinema in the early nineties, uh, helped bring independent cinema to the foray. I think there's a lot of Kevin. I, I think that Kevin Smith gets talked about nowadays and as the butt of a joke a lot, but I think that that's not really fair because Kevin Smith did sort of rule like, you know, uh, white male 16 to 40 for like 20 yeah. years. <laughs> He's also like, apparently like a podcasting pioneer, but also yeah. I will say like, I do, I do think it's. A, I've been around like comedy people and stuff who like kind of like make fun of Kevin Smith or whatever, and I feel like there's so many of us, and by us, I guess I just mean like white nerdy dudes. Who, yeah, there's a lot of white nerdy guys. Yeah, got <laughs> <True>. into <laughs> Kevin Smith uh, at like a very like formative moment, uh, and that that's what it was like for me like i like i was learning about so many just like basic life things when i was like 16 but i also was like watching clerks for the first time you know what i mean like where my brain was like absorbing like tons and tons of shit and i feel like uh that like even like specific mall rats lines have like seeped into my memory to where that I will like think whenever I see like chocolate covered pretzels or something, I'll like think of that, that bit in that movie where Jason Lee like sticks his hand in his ass and (laughs) like rubs them all over those pretzels. But, uh, but yeah, I, I I think Kevin Smith's (laughs) like pretty great. I mean, he, almost anyone who is like the volume of work that he has is going to have some hit or miss stuff. And I think, I think Tusk is definitely a hit. Uh, I mean, for Um, me it it is, I think in the quality of the film too, it has a lot of style. I mean, I think for me, a miss would have been like cop out. Like I haven't seen that movie, but it doesn't even seem like the type of film I want to watch. And, um, and then you have like Yoga Hosers, which is a follow-up to <laughs> yeah. Tusk. And that yeah. move film looks like the trailers even look like 
fucking garbage, which I don't know. Yeah, but I don't think he's made a film since Yoga Hosers. I think that we now are seeing the trailers for his latest film, which I would love to cover on this show as soon as we, you know, as soon as it releases, but uh, he's going to be making a fucking... uh, uh, what, what the new Jay and Silent Bob film, right? The Jay and Silent oh, Bob really? re- reboot. Yeah, there's already trailers oh, okay. for I'll it. Watch that. Yeah, hell yeah. There's like trailers for it out already, and um, and yeah, like it's it looks uh it looks like it's gonna be another return to form, like a return to the VSQ universe, which I feel like anytime he does that, he did it back in 2006 with Clerks too, um, and he's doing it again with this film i feel like those are his more successful monetarily yeah 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 um um yeah the only the only other the only non-comedy kevin smith film i saw uh is well i guess chasing amy is like maybe a drama or something but uh fucking uh red state right Um, you did you and what did you think of red state i was like really impressed i was like i remember being impressed I was like, wow, Kevin Smith like made that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I thought like, it was like it was very like worth watching. Uh super super dark and like too intense for me uh personally. Yeah. But I'm glad that I watched it. Like I I, I definitely appreciated uh appreciated it. Sure. I think I don't even remember what the uh exact premise of that movie is to be honest with you maybe if i went back because i saw it like right after it came out right and uh i'm a little bit more uh grizzled (laughs) grizzled and uh i know a little bit more about politics and shit so maybe i would have some problems with it uh sure at this point i don't know what kevin kevin smith's politics are but um but yeah anyway yeah tusk yeah yeah i heard uh, i heard that film is pro red state is that right? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, wait, as I was t- as I said the title, I was like, wait, what the fuck was that movie about again? I just remember tons of violence. Yeah, I don't think it's pro red state. I and think it was, it's uh, probably anti that. Was it at a church or something, right? I I mean, like I've a, never seen the film, so I don't know, oh, okay. but I know John Goodman's yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um Cool. So, oh, Jeremy, this is not Kevin Smith related, but I wanted to bring it up on the show, uh, mainly because if this happens, um, I think we're going to have to like do something about it. Uh, there's a rumor circulating, mm. uh, and I know how much uh, how much our listeners love David Lynch shit. Oh, yeah, they love uh, him so much they voted him out of every single time we've tried to yes. do a, a, a podcast about him. Nobody wants us to talk about David (laughs) Lynch, but uh, the last time this rumor started circulating, it actually uh, happened. So right now there's a rumor going around that there's going to be another uh, Showtime uh, Twin Peaks season. Oh, shit. Uh, And uh, there was some like ominous post from an insider on Twitter about how there's like big something big is coming in the year 2020. Fuck. Yeah. Are you fucking psyched? Like, are you just like I'm beside yourself? Trying, <laughs> I'm trying to lower my, uh, uh, not expectations for like, if it's going to be good, if it happens, cause I know it will be, but like, I'm just trying to like, not get excited about even the idea of it because, uh, that would fucking own. 
That would yeah. be great. Yeah. Uh, Twin Pe- for the listeners, uh, Twin Peaks is my favorite uh, show, and I've been trying to uh, get people on board with us covering that show <laughs> on this podcast yeah. uh, since since the beginning. Um, it'll happen eventually. People will yeah, come around. Happen. I bet, After like, we're it, done with Tales from the Crypt for sure. And if, like, you know, if uh, what's it called? Um, uh, that. Twin Peaks actually does come out in 2020. That'd be a perfect time to revisit all that stuff because you yeah, know it's actually sure. in the cultural zeitgeist as opposed to right now, which is just a little out of it. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Um, so fucking uh, what year is? Oh yeah, so this is like I I did recently see I think Kevin Smith posted a. Uh, Tusk like documentary or something. There's like a documentary with like behind the scenes footage of Tusk. I don't know anything about it, but it's it's the uh, um he posted it. He was like posting about that movie for the five year anniversary of the film. Oh, okay. Recently, great. Is that is this um, on YouTube or uh, it's like on his Twitter? Or? I think I saw it. I think I saw him post it on Twitter or something. Uh. Interesting. But I need to follow that guy. Yeah, I should have watched that in retrospect, but I didn't have time. Um, so, <laughs> twenty fourteen. Yeah, we would have had a lot of great information for the listener, but sorry, guys. Yeah, we we're, really would have. We're just gonna guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah, I we're not even gonna like go off of Wikipedia for this. We're just gonna like full on guess who uh who starred in it uh who who made it who edited made it, it. Yeah, yeah 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 uh so yeah tusk 2014 this wasn't too long ago but just a little refresher some of the films that were out uh in that year we had grand budapest hotel gone girl uh edge of tomorrow boyhood interstellar interstellar uh, night- what was that was that year that's crazy. Interstellar, yep. Yeah. Uh, Nightcrawler, uh, Unbroken. Uh, fucking American American Sniper. Oh, American Birdman. Sniper. This was the year of the Birdman, of course. Um, this is a good year for film. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, this is a really this, good year the, for film. It's one of the better. better uh, Whiplash. Uh, I'm just kind of listening. Did you say Gone the, Girl? Wild? Yeah. It Follows? Yeah, this is a good... This is a pretty good year. Inherent Vice. So we had a PTA film that year. Yes. Um, probably the worst one, in my opinion, but a PTA film nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. The second uh, Guardians movie came out. Mr. Turner. Yeah, I would say Birdman is a movie where I saw it twice in theaters. I think I saw it like two days in a row. Yeah. And I was like, I fucking love Birdman. That movie's <laughs> so good. And I've never watched it again or thought about it since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, But me now either. that I'm thinking about it, I kind of want to rewatch it. I'm with you, though. Like, the, that and Whiplash are films that I saw in theaters that year and have never revisited again. And I yeah. wonder if that's just because that this is around the time when I would stop revisiting movies kind of altogether. Like... It it kind of takes a special situation for me to come back to a film after I've seen it in theaters. Uh, if your movie came out after two thousand ten, 
Like right. there are not movie like movies are different now. The landscape of entertainment is different now, and I am not a I'm not like in my early twenties or you know in college anymore. Uh, college was the time where I I would like rewatch movies a ton and like watch them with commentary and then like you know really fan out over stuff. And now I I I will be really influenced and impacted by a film and just kind of never see it again. Uh, one of right. the one of these films for me this year was a movie called Frank. Did you ever see that? No. So Frank what? is what is that? It's 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 a it's, uh, it's an I mean it's an amazing like cinematic achievement. It's this film about um, a young uh, a young guy in England who decides to like through a series of events ends up following around this like indie kind of velvet underground band sort of oh. band uh so it's dom l uh domnal gleason who's the guy from like ex machina and about time a bunch of a bunch of films he's, he's a great actor and uh the the hook with this with this band is that the lead singer his name is frank he is uh, played by Michael Fassbender, and he's just under the uh, giant. He's under this giant paper mache little boy mask. Oh, I'm looking at stills of this, and it's really confusing to me. I was like, uh, it was hard for me to pro. That makes sense. It was hard for me yeah. to process what I was looking at. Yeah, so it's like a person underneath this mask for the for the yeah. whole film, and like. It it just it, it's like a weird kind of peek around the corner into like being like a huge fucking fan of something like like celebrity worship and stuff. Uh, but it's also got like a killer fucking score, and the film's just cool as hell. Like it, it's hard to it's hard to even yeah. explain. But I I would definitely recommend it to anyone out there. That being said, I've only seen it one time. Uh, and it, and it meant Got like some, a uh, lot Maggie to Gyllenhaal me. Yeah. Maggie Gyllenhaal's in it. Yeah. And Mike, uh, um, Michael Fassbender is like fucking amazing in it. Jeremy, I've done it on the show before and I'm doing it again. I'm adding another addition to my email chain of <laughs> Eric's list <laughs> of films to watch. Hell uh, yeah, dude. And you know, while I have it open, let's see, uh, Let's see what I've added in the in the past couple of days. Sure, sure. Uh, or in the past couple of uh, of emails I've sent to myself. So, okay, the movie Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote every Kubrick movie and documentary. Great. Uh, I wrote great. that right after watching The Shining again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cuck. There's a movie coming out called Cuck. <laughs> uh, I like the name. Vol- oh, I have Volver. You were recommended Volver. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're, we're getting... <laughs> okay, I didn't add too much since uh, the last time I brought it up. Uh, anyway, 2014, pretty decent year in film. I that was like so. right before I moved out to LA and I was like very, very uh, interested. I remember I was really interested in like the Oscars that year. That was probably the last year I gave a shit about that for the most part. Yeah, it was cool um, to see him with Alejandro win. That was cool. Yeah. That's the Birdman guy, Birdman right? Birdman guy, yeah, yeah. Babel guy. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we can just start talking about the movie Tusk if you, if, if yeah. you really want to, Jeremy. I, I, You know what? The more I think about it, the more I really want to. 
Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, Tusk is a, of course, a comedy. Wikipedia says it's a comedy body horror film. Uh, I would agree with the body horror part for I sure. Suppose, I mean, yeah, it's kind of funny, but I mean, it's more it's more like a Cronenberg type uh, premise, I think. Yes. Um, film stars Michael Parks, uh, Justin Long, Haley Joel Osment, and uh, Genesis Rodriguez. Uh, yeah, it also features. And also, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. No, nail it. I want to. Uh, you do it. <laughs> Johnny Depp. Yeah, we got our Depp man. Uh, Which I'm got to be honest with you, and I felt stupid afterwards when I found this out. But I didn't recognize that was Johnny Depp until I, I think that I was their that. that was their goal was to make him oh, really? sort of unrecognizable. And, oh, that's funny. And like and like kind of buried under makeup in a in a wig and costume and stuff. Uh, he yeah. actually plays a very funny role in this. Uh, I actually his cameos great, and um, yeah, there's also cameos from his daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter, who would end up becoming the stars of Yoga Hosers, the sort of like follow up to this Canadian trilogy that he's been he's been working on. Um, right. Wait, Johnny Depp's because I know Kevin Smith's daughter is she works at the like convenience store or whatever, right? So does so does. Johnny Depp's daughter. Oh, that's the other one. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. They're they're in um, real life. They are best friends, and in real life, Johnny Depp and Kevin Smith are really close friends. Um, but yeah, so I think he he got them probably for very cheap on a lark. You know, hey, this would be fun. Why don't you come be in our movie? Type. Imagine the conversations. They're just uh, you know, uh, let's yeah, maybe like ten years ago, like. Johnny Depp and Kevin Smith just taking the kids to the water park for the weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sharing some brewskis. Sharing some, uh, cracking open a cold one or two. Yeah, I also think it's like, do you think they just sit around a lot and go like, man, remember the 90s? (laughs) That was a better (laughs) time for us. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah, I read, uh, so a piece of trivia that I found was... uh, Quinn Tarantino was actually first offered the role of Guy Lapointe. I don't know if that's how you say it, but uh, but he turned it down, saying uh, that he he dug the script but couldn't uh, wait to watch Michael Parks uh, let loose in the uh, internal Kraken. Uh, Kevin Smith said that in an interview that Tarantino thought he was getting a different part and not the not that of Guy Lapointe, uh, and that's why he turned it down, which led to Johnny Depp being cast. So, right. That character could have been uh, Quentin Tarantino. Uh, what the fuck else did we just cover where like Quentin Tarantino was offered a role? Oh, did we just cover right. a movie? Yeah, it was a, it was a fuck. It was an older film, right? Yeah, yeah. It was something like, uh, well, what do we do? We we did Texas Chainsaw, and then we did something after that. Oh, he did. I feel like we did. Yeah. Anyway, he's been coming up like as an actor. Like his acting yeah. career has been coming up more in this film, in this <laughs> podcast, in his film career, which I think is interesting. <laughs> yeah. To think that Johnny, to think that sorry, Quentin Tarantino is an actor and has been in films that are not his own. Right. Like that. That's weird to me. <laughs> it's pretty strange. Yeah. And he like wouldn't be there otherwise. You know what I mean? Like I don't he, think he's like a bad actor. He's just like not an actor, you know. Right. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I think that like he, that's another famous friendship, right? Kevin Smith and Quentin Tarantino. I love hearing them, you know, thinking about collaborating again. I know. I like just the uh, just the like. What are you working on? Oh, I'm doing this like uh, alternate history uh, story about uh, the Tate murders. Uh, that's kind of a commentary on. Uh, you know that Hollywood and uh, what are you working on, Kevin? Oh, I'm working on a movie about a uh, a guy that gets turned into a walrus. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, although that is, I mean, like it. That sounds fucking awesome. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, when you pitch the premise of this film, it's to me, and maybe I'm, it's just because I'm like a cynical like film nerd guy, but it sounds fucking great. It sounds refreshing. I'm like that that doesn't sound like a movie I've watched ever. I know. Yeah, it's it's one of those ideas where I'm like, fuck, ha, like how has this not been done before? Yeah. Cuz it, it, it's like such an original idea where you're like, I yeah, I don't think there's anything else like this, but also like how is there not yet something else like this? Like it's a it's right. a very specific idea that's um good. And I actually I will say that like uh I think with maybe I don't no, we'll get into some of the production stuff a little bit maybe, but I don't know like uh I I think this movie cuz it had a 3 million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. If this movie had like even like a 10 million dollar budget or something. Yeah. Maybe a 20 million dollar budget. This could have been like a very very like uh more, I I feel like that would have helped the perception of this film a yeah. lot. Well, I don't think it looks bad, right? But <laughs> I think that like, I mean, especially when we get to the walrus stuff, I think that 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 uh, there could have been a lot more uh, uh, money thrown into that. Yeah, I was also gonna say that like there in this IMDb trivia, you find out that according to Kevin Smith, most of the budget was used to obtain the rights to the song Tusk by Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. So that means yeah. that like out of the 3 million, most of that wasn't even in the movie. It was just like to get the right. rights to that song. And I also want to say something about the box office that is recorded here on Wikipedia. So one thing you have to remember about this film, um, not unlike uh, Red State and some of Kevin Smith's other films, is that he kind of stopped going through this Hollywood studio system after cop out i believe cop out was like his last foray into like you know working with a studio and you know and not his friends and not doing things independently he released this uh as a as like a stream through streaming services primarily oh okay. so some of that money i i mean i i probably i guarantee you it probably made its money back i i don't even remember this film being in theaters really um you know what I mean? Like, I, I think this, if it wasn't theaters, it has a very, it was a very limited run, even though it says here on the Wikipedia that it was a wide release. I, I don't, re- again, I don't recall, you know, people going to see this movie in the theaters. I remember this being available yeah. online pretty much day one. So, um, that is a, that is a part of this story that we're not, we're not getting from the stats that aren't available to us right now is that like, this is a fucking, uh, this is like how Louis C.K. was starting to release his his specials like through his website, kind of a deal, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, uh, 
uh, I was just trying to remember the name of that fucking. Remember Horace? Did you ever watch Horace, Horace and, Pete? and Pete? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Daddy's. Did you watch that girl or something? Uh, I did watch. Uh, I watched all of Horace and Pete. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you seen any of it? No. It's. I uh, mean, I'm never going to watch it. Now, right. But. So I saw it. Um, it was. I mean, it was like. It was like 2016 when I watched it. I think yeah. he gets canceled in 2017, but it was yeah. it was definitely before all that happened. Uh, and I mean, this it's this really sucks to say and sucks to admit, but it was one of the most impressive things I had ever seen. Like I thought, oh really? I thought Horace and Pete was one of the coolest fucking ideas and and like concept concepts that like that was so well realized. Uh, it's it's like this weird fucking show that is sort of, it's shot on a soundstage with no laugh track and it's um it's it's format is all over the fucking place some episodes can be like an hour long some episodes can be like 20 minutes long it, it, it yeah it, whatever fits the narrative that that episode's trying to tell and the cast is unreal it's got like Steve Buscemi Alan Alda fucking um uh oh man uh oh who's the who's the woman from um uh roseanne the uh like the really badass uh actress from roseanne plays his ex-wife sarah uh not sarah gilbert fucking uh uh, laurie metcalf oh okay yeah laurie metcalf and then it's got um uh nurse jackie in it uh her name who plays nurse jackie i wish i could just like like call to memory names like way easier than i can uh (laughs) edie edie falco edie falco yeah i mean anyways that needless to say it's it's got like an insane cast and everyone acts the shit out of their parts and it's really sad that no one's gonna ever watch this (laughs) yeah <laughs> like yeah no one's gonna ever see that shit again because why why would you <laughs> right um and and it, even at the time i remember it was like why would you like people didn't really know how to get it i i ended up pirating it but yeah i think it was like you had to go through his website it was pay what you want service but yeah i mean it's a weird it is definitely a, a very strange relic of sort of our our pre-trump america if you ever want to like yeah go back and like look at something pretty crazy there uh Edie, uh sorry laurie metcalf has a monologue in in horace and pete that will make you just like break down and start crying immediately like it's so it's so moving but trash now yep <laughs> so uh there you have it don't check out uh horace and pete yeah uh let's see the and i heard that the uh i love you daddy is like i never watched it and i don't really want to but mm-hmm. i've know many people that have uh and it's like very fucked up and basically seems like and bad yeah. and seems like uh he like made this thing knowing that these allegations were going to come out and uh it's kind of like 
about that in a way. It's it's, it's apparently very creepy and bad and fucked up, but uh, that's really weird. Yeah, um, yeah. Ravi, friend friend to me and Eric, maybe friend of the show. I don't know. Uh, sure. He, he, yeah, we mentioned him. He, <laughs> he has seen it. He has seen the film and it has and reported back like. He's like, don't even watch it as like a fun, fucked up curiosity. Like, it's not even good enough, apparently, to watch in that way. You know what I mean? Like, in the fun way of watching a Louis C.K. Right. thing, which would be like to, to like, I don't know, be bad one night after a couple of drinks. It's like, sure. It's like, uh, apparently, <laughs> just like trash. Like, it's not even fun to watch. Sure. So, uh,. This they filmed this over fifteen days. Tusk, the movie Tusk, and uh, that's crazy. Uh, so we talked about how the idea came from a story on the podcast. Uh, Smith wrote the uh, screenplay while he was waiting for Bob Weinstein's approval of his Clerks Three submission package, <laughs> uh, which that never came, titled, that never came out, right? No, no. Uh, it was originally titled The Walrus and the Carpenter, but he changed it. Uh, saying he knew what a movie about a walrus had to be called. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Smith was excited about making Tusk, saying, "I want, I, I wanted to write, <coughs> write what I felt was the only uh, wrong of st- Red State by scripting something with no religious or uh, sexual politics that could grow up to be a weird little movie and not an indie film called to arms or frustrated." Self-distribution manifesto. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, let's see here. Any other uh, weird bits of trivia before we dive into the plot? I, I mean, I have none, but, you know. No, I uh, don't. <laughs> I thought I had more. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, favorite uh, Justin Long movie? <laughs> Just oh, off the, oh off the it's cut. yours. Yeah, I, I mean, I, no. What do you? What is yours? Oh, probably. I mean, if it's not this, it's got to be Fever Pitch, right? That's him, isn't it? With Drew Barrymore, <laughs> Fever Pitch, isn't that Jimmy Fallon? That might be Jimmy Fallon. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then this is this is it. He, I, I like yeah. Justin Long. Me too, actually. He, he's yeah. good. I, yeah, <clears throat> I would say waiting. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. That's right. I actually like that movie a lot. I don't know. I mean, I like used to like that movie a lot. Uh, I would be curious to rewatch that. But uh, anyway, um, podcasters, Jeremy, this is this is you and me. This could be you and me, uh, Wallace, Wallace and Teddy uh, talking. Uh, they have a podcast called the Nazi Party, uh, which I think is like a very Kevin Smith <laughs> joke mm-hmm. uh, that I that I appreciate uh, where they where they find the uh, the mock humiliating uh, viral vi- or find and mock uh, humiliating viral videos. Um, there, it op- the opening one is like a guy. It plays on the like Star Wars kid. Yeah, but it's the Kill Bill kid, right? <laughs> yeah. He, okay. Yeah, and he chops his leg off. This is like a moment where like. More money could have serviced the film a little bit more, uh, just because that looked 
like not even close to realistic. Oh no, yeah, I remember it looking. Yeah, it looks it looks super bad. It's like a lot. It's like animated blood, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this was like uh, the Kill Bill kid idea is also like a homage, obviously, to Quentin Tarantino, but uh, more specifically, Michael Parks, who was like in Kill Bill. Um, right. Yeah. So I think that's that. That is probably the only interesting factoid about that, other than it looks so terrible. <laughs> oh, so he is the Kill Bill kid because he said uh, Wallace announced his plans to fly uh, to Canada to interview the Kill Bill kid, uh, who is now an internet celebrity. Um, right. Upon arriving uh, in Manitoba, by the way, great podcast setup. Do you imagine having one a studio like that? Oh, dude. I, I mean, basically, I I feel like I have the space. I just need the equipment now. But that place looked that place looked tight. Yeah. Um. Our Patreon is uh patreon.com slash yeah 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Subscribe at upon- the uh, hundred thousand dollar level so I can renovate my home and. Uh, yes. Uh, upon arriving in Manitoba, Wallace is surprised to learn that the uh, Kill Bill kid committed suicide. Uh, I didn't see that come in. That was like kind, I know. kind of funny. That's like funny. Like there was like no point to that. Right. Whole, like that was just to get him to Canada. Yeah. It was just the stupidest setup to get him. Right. To... That's just Kevin Smith's way of like, hmm, how can I get one character from one location to another? Yeah. <laughs> Which, but I like it though. I know. I yeah. know. It's great. This is, this uh, is an so... example where like seeing the wheels turning doesn't bother me. Yeah. Big wheels keep on turning. Proud mm-hmm. Mary uh, keeps on burning. Burning? Yeah. Uh, upset that he flew to Canada for nothing, uh, Wallace decides to stay an extra day and find another person to interview. Uh, he finds a handbill uh, from someone offering a room in his home for free and the guarantee of hearing a lifetime of interesting stories. <laughs> uh so his uh interest peaked uh wallace arrives at the mansion of howard howe um a retired seaman in a wheelchair i have like a burp i, I you ever get like a burp where it's like it's like it's gonna come out at some point right only when i'm talking about kevin smith movies though yeah <laughs> all right well i apologize in advance if that happens uh Howard tells the story of how a walrus, whom he named Mr. Tusk, rescued him after a shipwreck. Uh, Wallace then passes out from a... Secobarbital? Yes. uh, Laced uh, tea that Howard made for him. Right. So I guess the setup for this scene is that it's like this kind of big giant mansion... Uh, kind of creepy vibes. There's like a fire going in the fireplace, right? Um, and uh, Michael Parks, who kind of wheels himself out. Michael Parks is like one of the. He's. I think he has since passed away, but he is one of the most like interesting actors ever. I. I think the story is that they that uh, Tarantino and Kevin Smith found or yeah Tarantino found him in a bar, like oh. he found him. Like not like not like he discovered him, right? But like 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 he discovered Michael Parks, the aging actor in a bar, and started using him again. Um, yeah, 
uh, in films and uh, to great success. I mean, the guy is fucking wild. What did you think of his He's performance so coming out? He's really, really good. I want to watch more of his films. Um, Cause yeah, yeah, I do remember. I did recognize him from Red State too. I was like, oh, that's the guy. Cause I remember him being good in that. Um, but yeah, I this is a very like eccentric millionaire, like creepy, weird old uh, dude in this like ominous. Like, there's obviously something fucked fucked up's gonna happen. Uh, getting some getting some hardcore Epstein vibes. Uh, oh yeah. So not surprised to see uh, to see our our boy Justin Long. Uh, pass out uh the next morning wallace wakes up to find himself strapped into a wheelchair and his left leg is uh amputated um this was kind of funny like the back and forth of like how like like mr howe's uh howard howe's like his character is like bad at lying (laughs) you know what i mean like he's bad at like coming up with uh with lies to tell Justin Long's character like oh he the doctor's like off doing his rounds yes yeah yeah and 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 it's like weird he keeps him like i don't know he keeps him like on the hook for a long time yeah 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 it is weird it is weird how he like doesn't just tell it like he's already he's already got the guy like, well, the, he, the guy's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, yeah. But, I mean, he uh, takes his legs immediately. That's like the first thing. So, uh, Howard uh, not only reveals that he could still walk, but lays out his plans for Wallace. Uh, he plans to fit his uh, Wallace into a perfectly constructed walrus costume in an attempt to recreate his savior. Uh, after Wallace sends a voicemail to his girlfriend, Allie, uh, and Teddy... Howard knocks him unconscious. So yeah, then we find out we didn't even really talk about like the whole like Allie uh, girlfriend, like love interest, like, right? Story. I but, mean, speaking of cuck, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We have poor so, uh, uh, Haley Joel Osment who's like following around Justin Long's girlfriend, like, like he's clearly in love with her, right? <laughs> like. Could you imagine being cucked by Haley Haley Joel Osment or cucked by? <laughs> Justin Long, really? Yeah. Truly? Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Um, I, 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 yeah, I don't I, know if I'd be that, dis- I that s- mad, actually. I saw J- Haley Joel Osment um, recently in a show called The Boys. Have you watched that on Amazon? No. It's a pretty great satirical look at like our su- superhero worship, basically, uh, like the MC okay. universe and stuff. It's really fun, but Haley Joel Osment is in that. Man, he's just really good in everything, I guess was my point. I like him, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's he's cool. He's like a cool. He kind of like knows like a lot of the cool alt comedy people too. I think right. Uh, he shows up on Bang Bang a lot and 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 oh, okay, others yeah. other shows. Yeah. <laughs> um. So now aware that Wallace is in danger, uh, Allie and Teddy fly to Canada to look for him. Uh, I thought this ad, this actress is really good. By the way, I thought Genesis uh, Rodriguez Allie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so back at the mansion, uh, Howard continues to, uh, mutilate, uh, and alter Wallace to whom he tells his backstory. Uh, so a do du- duplete duplessis 
orphan. <laughs> he was physically and sexually abused for five years uh, by the clergy who fostered him. Uh, he sews Wallace into a walrus costume made of human skin, Ugh. complete with tusks made from the t- tibia bones from Wallace's or Wallace's severed legs. <laughs> oh, it's interesting that, that yeah, you messed crazy. up the. Ex- yeah, I accidentally said Wallace when he me- or Walrus when he meant to say Wallace, and I, I didn't realize how close those words are together, huh? Yeah. 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 Um, a local detective puts Allie and Teddy in touch with Guy Lapointe, uh, a former uh, soirée uh, du Quebec. Yes, that <laughs> inspector uh, who has been uh, hunting Howard for years. Uh, very funny character, uh, Lapointe. Uh, is um, just like chugging uh, booze out of a fucking big gulp cup. Right, and he loves poutine, right? That's like part of this this whole deal (laughs) is like loving poutine, which is like... All the, yeah. Such a Canadian thing, right? All the like... The Canada, like the jabs, at the, the like ribbing Canada stuff is like all very kind of stereotypical like almost like to to like an over-the-top point where right, it's yeah. like like when he's at the uh fucking airport when justin long's at the airport <laughs> yeah. or whatever yeah. uh it's just like so over-the-top canada yeah um, i guess it is but, interesting yeah. location right for like a horror film sort of like fargo was such an interesting location for that film and that like you don't expect something bad to happen there really you don't expect something right. this ter- terrible to actually take place um Lapointe reveals that howard uh, nicknamed the first wife uh has been kidnapped and murdering people for years uh he says he believes wallace may still be alive but not as they remember him. They eventually find Howard's address through two convenience store clerks whom Wallace had annoyed earlier. Um, yeah, they were funny, by the way. I liked their like interaction with uh, Justin Long's character. Yeah, it was cool. Lot. And, you know, honestly, I'll probably watch Yoga Hosers now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll probably watch it. Yeah. Um so, meanwhile, Wallace continues to be conditioned to behave and act as a walrus. Yeah, this is, like, fucked up. So, like, I let's pause for a minute and just talk about, like, how fucking horrifying this process actually is. Because it's most, like, the, the meat of this film is watching a man slowly become a walrus through surgery yeah. and conditioning. And it is excruciating to watch. Yeah, it's pretty gross and fucked up and weird to think about. Um, and it's uh, there is like something about how it's done, um, how it's kind of like portrayed. That's like just very like raw and like uh, like even maybe more disturbing than if if it was all super like CGI and 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 whatever. But. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's, yeah, it's all, all practical, it's like which is up. so yeah. fucking disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, ugh, yeah. Uh, just look up if you're not going to watch the film. I would suggest at least looking up screenshots of Justin Long as the Walrus because it is like truly a uh, Cronen Cronenberg, a, a feat of Cronenberg uh, yes. uh, heights. Yeah. Also, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched the film. Uh, 
Tweet at us, Chucky Rules 420. Uh, I have some questions for you. Uh, <laughs> mainly, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, and uh, it kind of reminded me of uh, like fucking Danny DeVito as the uh, the penguin. Oh yeah, a little bit um, for sure. Yeah, and it, it like the, with the especially the dark circles under the eyes, just like yes. the fucking. Uh, actually, the color palette is very. Uh, penguin at the end of Batman Returns where he's in like the water area where it's all just like gray skinned penguin type of thing. Yep. Um, yeah, it's pretty It's pretty awful. Oh, man. So Howard reveals that shortly before being rescued, he had killed and eaten Mr. Tusk six months after living on the island. Uh, <laughs> overcome with guilt, he devoted himself to hunting victims to turn in into his beloved savior for the past 15 years in an attempt to relive their last day and give Mr. Tusk another chance at survival. (laughs) Uh, Pretty normal stuff there. Uh, With Howard dressed uh, in his own homemade pelt, uh, the two become engaged in a fight that ends with Wallace angrily imperiling Howard on his tusks. Yeah. Yeah, this was crazy. Pretty good. Pretty good death here to Mr. Michael Parks. This also like the like the area that he's kept in, this like filthy dark uh I don't even know what you would call this, but they're just like a big like tank. Yeah, it's like a, it's this, it's like a weird indoor pool that's like made to look like yeah. an island or something. Yeah. Disgusting. It yeah. it it made me think of like uh, fucking like when you go to the zoo or something and you see the water that the penguins are in or something. Right, like, yeah. Imagine like getting in that disgusting ass water. Oh, for sure, um, yeah. And like I bet it's freezing cold. Yeah, the whole thing sucks. It's like just, it's so disturbing and gross. Yeah. So I would, by the way, I would have re- told him to just kill me or something. I would have just like tried to die mm-hmm. before yeah. this process happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, Howard dies, but is satisfied to have fulfilled his life's mission at last. Uh, Allie and Teddy enter the enclave as well as Wallace bellows uh, victoriously, much to their horror. Mm -hmm. Uh, LaPointe later enters the room and reluctantly aims a shotgun at Wallace. Uh, One year later, Wallace, still sewn into the pelt, uh, lives in a wildlife uh, sanctuary. (laughs) Ellie and Teddy visit him and feed him a mackerel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allie tells Wallace she still loves him before walking off and crying. Tears run down Wallace's face as he bellows. Yeah, so I was not, I did not see that ending coming at all. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, that they were going to like, that That Wallace has been too turned into a walrus to ever come back. And that they're still going to just like leave him in the fucking suit i know yeah it's not at all a happy ending no it's it's a terrible ending it is uh, honestly it's a little like tales from the crypt in a way yeah yeah it, yeah. it reminded me it had an ending a lot like that um yeah this is i guess we're supposed to be thinking like wallace when when johnny depp points the gun at wallace we're supposed to be thinking like oh i guess he just shot him uh, right. but then we find out no it's like uh it's like he's still alive. Eric Koppel, what did you think of the film, the 2014 Kevin Smith film, Tusk? 
I mean, I give this two tusks out of two tusks. <laughs> I, I like this movie a lot. I yeah, I mean, like a lot. We kind of like already talked about the things I like about this, but just I mean, it felt good to like watch it. Kevin James, uh, Kevin, Kevin James, James. Kevin Smith hell movie. yeah, I, dude. Uh, <laughs> haven't, uh, yeah, it felt good to watch another episode of King of Queens. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it did. It was a weird one, but, um, and there was no Carrie. Carrie wasn't in it. Yeah, where the hell was uh, Carrie or Patton Oswald? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or Kevin James for that matter. Yeah, <laughs> but, well, I saw uh, Kevin James. He Remember he had the two big tusks? Okay, I was going to make that joke and <laughs> mentally told myself that that's too naughty. It's simply too naughty. Simply too naughty. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like this movie. Uh, I really appreciate that Brian uh, recommended this to us because uh, he, I, I think he, I think he, like, knows our... Uh, I think he like he he's like he's li- he's listened to the podcast for a long time. Yeah, he knows our taste, doing it. so to speak. He kind of knows our tastes and like what kind of weird shit we're into. And this is the kind of weird shit I'm into. He actually recommended, um, and I'm trying to look it up real quick because he this was his second choice um, because there was a film and it was another Kevin Smith movie uh, that he really wanted us to do, but. Uh, it's like not available anywhere. Uh, let's see. Oh, it was Red State. He wanted us to do Red State originally, but it's um, mm. you can't find it anywhere. It's like not not even like it was on Netflix. It was on Netflix for a long time. Yeah, but now it's like it's nowhere to be seen uh, on Wait, the internet. Really, at least legally. Really? Yeah. Uh what's the what's the story we think there? Um I don't know. <laughs> but uh but yeah, we we both looked for it and we couldn't find like physical or digital ways of like legally watching it. So we figured uh it's probably better to do something like Tusk where uh you know, people can actually watch it. And I'm glad I'm I I've already seen Red State. Uh, and I'm glad that I got to watch Tusk. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think uh, there is like a specific mood um, that I'll get in where like watching a Kevin Smith movie would, would l- kind of like be be right up my alley. And I think I might do what you're going to do and watch the yoga hosers. Yeah, that uh, one seems one. like it could be at least be a lot of fun. Um, and that's and yeah. that's assuming I can't like just go revisit uh, some of the some of the goodies, some of the good yeah. good ones from my from my childhood. Although I gotta say, I've seen those fucking to death. So I mean, you know what I, I mean? mean. We talked about doing Kevin Smith, all the Kevin Smith movies, and I'm still very open to that idea. Yeah, um, I would I would love th- I would love that. It would give me a it would give me a reason. Like I need <laughs> like I need a reason to fucking just. You know, this might actually be like a good time to do it because because uh, of that fucking if that Jay and Silent Bob movie's coming out. But, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It. I don't know when that's coming out. I think it's still in post, but yeah, there is there is a trailer. Um. So, Jeremy, w- what did you think of? Oh, it comes out uh, in two weeks. Oh fuck. Uh, wh- <laughs> Nice. It's it's called it's literally called Jay and Silent Bob reboot reboot yeah, 
Um, uh, great. Well, I can't wait. I can't so wait. So what did you think of Tusk? I love Tusk. I think it's a great film. I think, again, it's... It is a very simple concept that is executed, uh, I think, very well. It, it does remind me of an episode of like Tales from the Crypt or The Twilight Zone or The Outer mm-hmm. Limits. It, it reminds me of something like that, but just like kind of longer. And, um, you know, I, I, I like stuff like this. I think the reason why I'm so into films like this today, when I wasn't so hot on them before was um i guess because now every film you see is an is an epic right it's like so grand the scale in which most hollywood films are right they're either part of a film franchise a greater film franchise or part of a trilogy or part of an extended universe and I mm-hmm. love something that's just like a little tiny hour and a half, one and done, uh, simple story. And again, I think I've already raved about just how quirky it is and how uh, and how wild the premise is. Um, you know, it's not, it's not perfect and it's not like one of my favorite movies, but th- I think, you know, th- this, this has a place somewhere in cinema right it's almost like a trauma film or something where it's just like throw this on have some beers hang out it's fucking it's it's kind of it's just it's fun um so i give it two tusks out of two tusks obviously um but yeah no i mean it's definitely as far as it being a kevin smith film my thoughts on that were like like kevin smith we'll see with this jane silent bob film but he was of a time very much of a time he's not kevin smith in his in his 90s form does not belong in 2019 like those films are of an era and they're perfect the way they are back in the 90s and early 2000s like i think jane's on the bob strike back comes out in 2001 meaning that it kind of ends that decade right it's like the period right. on the end of that f- part of kevin smith's career um clerks 2 was fine you know zach and miri was fine but they've all kind of been critical and box office failures and he's never been able to really regain like he's never been able to put his head under over you know like get his head above water at least in the film world like he had been in the 90s i think that this film is closer to a direction i would love to see kevin smith go in like just genre small local genre films that are like really fucking weird and out there like and and have and have like an element of horror uh, i'm sorry an element of comedy in them too because you know he's he's still an interesting writer at the end of the day so i mean that's my take it's a great take jeremy it's a uh, <laughs> good take one of the better take you, you don't always have good takes no i don't you. in fact most of them are bad most um, of them yeah True, true. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, next week we will be covering The Shining. Um, heard of it? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so fucking jacked to talk about The Shining. Uh, I've, I'm, I'm, I, I am like so Kubrick brain right now. I've been listening to like interviews and like reading all these weird fucking theories about, the Shining and stuff. Um, so I'm excited for that. And then we're going to cover Halloween. And, uh, you know, I put a poll out 
out there because you haven't seen Halloween three uh, to see if people want. Oh, to dude, that. we gotta do it. We gotta. I, yeah, it seems like people are interested. So I think well, I, maybe that'll be it. Maybe we'll do we'll do those three films and then uh, dive into another topic or or so we'll figure figure something out. But we're always open to uh, requests. We want to uh, cover the. Movies that you want to t- want us to talk about, so uh, tweet at us, Chucky Rules four twenty. Send in your requests. Uh, follow us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. And Jeremy, we will end with a quote from the film Tusk. This is from Wallace. I don't want to die in Canada. <laughs> Very cool. 